0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Talking Ball Live Giants Q&A with Pat Leonard. I'm the New York Daily News NFL columnist and Giants beat writer. Thanks for joining me. Our screwball Thursdays, our midweek chats fell by the wayside for a few weeks during the Christmas holiday, New Year's, etc., had to recharge, you know, a little bit, a little bit down over how this season has gone. It's just been uh, a grind. It's been a grind. We're almost there. We're almost at the finish line, and I'm here to tell you about what's going on, what's coming, um, what you can expect from Sunday's Giants Eagles game. How can you interpret certain things that you've had that have happened, that you've seen in the news, that you've seen from the Giants players, what they've said, what they've talked about? I want to download it all. I see you guys here, Michael, Hunter, all the loyal followers back in the chat. Drop your chat questions in there and we'll get started. I wanted to start by telling you about something I thought was pretty interesting that I heard in the locker room uh, today, Thursday, and actually over the last week. Think about this Christmas gift that Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Tommy DeVito, and Tyrod Taylor gave to the offensive linemen. One of the players said it's the best Christmas gift they've ever received. It was a $5,000 travel voucher for every offensive lineman on the team. That's active roster and that's practice squad. So that's the quarterbacks, the three quarterbacks and Saquon Barkley gifting every offensive lineman on the roster, a $5,000 travel voucher. They can take a trip. They can call a travel agency, have it all set up for them. Uh, really, an amazing gift, an amazing gesture. Of course, you know, Daniel Jones getting paid last offseason, giving back to his teammates, and Tyrod Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Tommy DeVito, all in it together, uh, rewarding the players who are protecting them and playing in front of them and working so hard every day. And I just thought that was a really interesting nugget about uh, the way this locker room feels about each other, how the players treat each other. And despite the disappointing season and the fact that we all know that the offense has been the team's Achilles heel and hasn't gone according to plan, but you know, still a great thing to see how Daniel Jones treats his teammates, how Tyrod Taylor, Tommy DeVito, Daniel and Saquon got together and rewarded the offensive linemen for their hard work. So very interesting there to me um, and reflects really well on the Giants players. Going to tell you about Bet Online first, and then we'll get right into your questions. With the NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds news and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get in on the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Where I start is with Hunter saying, how much turnover do you expect Monday? Hunter, um, I don't know if it's going to happen on Monday, but I do expect significant uh, coordinator turnover for the Giants. Um, it'd be interesting to see how it falls, who's out, who stays, um, You know how that's going to play out. Obviously, uh, Brian Dable, the coordinators, have kept it close to the vest Uh, during the week, but I think there's no question in my mind that the reporting I have been giving to you guys all along is going to come to fruition and really doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that this season has gone extremely poorly, worse than even if you knew that the schedule was going to be more difficult. Looking at Brian Dable and Joe Shane and what it looked like this program might have been turning into in year one, this is just a colossal failure on a lot of different levels from personnel to coaching to game management to execution um, and all the way across the board. And that Rams loss, of course, was just the latest example of why the Giants are bad. Mistakes they make, not only in execution, but in those situational football game management situations. And right now, Brian Dable doesn't call the plays on offense, doesn't call the plays on defense. Those are under his purview. And you can read a story in the Daily News I wrote for uh, Friday's newspaper, about how, um, you know, th- that's a concern, right? That's a concern that the offense has been so bad all year that they've given up 83 sacks. This is the stat. The Giants have allowed 83 sacks this year. That is second most all time by an NFL team. That's according to Elias, Stats, Elias Sports Bureau. Uh, the only team that had more was the 1986 Eagles, giving up 104 sacks. Uh, the Giants are comfortably in second, though, with one week to play. Also right now they're averaging 14.9 points per game. They are under 15 points per game right now for the first time since 1979. So they'll see if they can get over that threshold in this week, 18 finale against the Eagles. But uh, that's how bad it's been. And that's why that's one reason I think you can expect significant turnover. Obviously we saw the reports, um, you know, and I think it was in November about the tension and the friction between Dable and Martindale. Um, And then obviously with the, the futility on offense and the really costly mistakes on special teams. And the fact that going into year three of this regime, you know, the pressure's on to me, the pressure's on even in week 18 against the Eagles for Joe Sheen and Brian Dable and this team to show a little bit of progress here, because it really is just, there's not much to hang your hat on right now other than the takeaways that the defense has had down the stretch, right? Um, have played three different quarterbacks. So all of that, Hunter, is to is to tell you that I do think you're going to see significant changeover coming next week. Uh, we'll see if it comes right off the bat. Monday's breakup day schedule is early. We will be there bright and early on Monday morning. Uh, Michael says, what are the chances that Saquon Barkley comes back next year? Michael, great question. Um, I think it's more likely Saquon Barkley does not come back. Um, I think that if you read and and listen to what he said to us at his locker, and I know you did, I believe that what he was saying in that moment was, I would love the chance to test my value on the market and be in a situation where I'm compensated fairly and have a chance to win. Like that's, that's what I heard. Now, Saquon is diplomatic Um, he carries himself well, he knows how to play that game. Right. And he had to play it all off season last, uh, last spring and summer. And it was exhausting. And he got really frustrated by the end of it because he played it a certain way. And it turns out really, he should have been more aggressive and more proactive. And, but I thought he really went on the offensive. So here's some behind the scenes for you. And, you know, this relates to Barkley. So during his contract negotiation last off season, you know, he said that he didn't become proactive against, you know, with battling back against leaks or someone else's sources saying, here's what Saquon was offered until it was too late in his opinion. And, you know, the way I view it is that him going on the record this quickly and this early in this Wednesday presser and interview with us, the fact that he came out and said that right away, that was him changing his strategy and going on the offensive and saying, here is me putting my foot down before you can say anything to anybody. And what I'm telling you is I'm going to come in on exit interview and and breakup day on Monday. I'm going to walk in and I'm going to ask you what your plans are for me, how you see me, where you see my value. And I'm asking you to shoot me straight. He used that phrase, shoot me straight. That's the, that would be the fair way to do it. And he wants the Giants to tell him there what their plans are, how they feel about him. He already knows they feel about him differently than the way he feels about himself, as far as what his value should be last year. um, Of course, you know, listen, Saquon likes New York. Um, He wishes you can tell. And he said this, like he wants to win in New York. He wants to win with the Giants. Um, But I think right now you look at the landscape, you look at what is this team going to look like next year? Even if they draft a young quarterback high, what does the team look like around that quarterback? How long is it going to take for this team to become uh, competitive, To for them to be consistently competitive, to believe that you can win? How many years does Saquon Barkley have left? Like all of those things go into the pot. Now, he has said, you know, I still want to be a giant for life. But I think Saquon was absolutely brutally honest when he said, listen, this might be my last chance to get a second contract, like a big second contract. If I'm going to strike, I have to do it now. Um, You know, I thought the tone of everything he talked about was, hey, if they tag me, there's nothing I can do about it. I'll be back and I'll love to try to help the Giants win again and all that. And he felt like he carried himself well throughout this season. But he does, to me, sound like a player who would like a chance not only to test the market and see what he can get out there, because he believes he knows what he can get on the market, but also he wants to go somewhere. And, you know, this is just my read on it. I think he wants to go somewhere where he can win and prove that in the right spot, uh, he can be the star that he has tried to be and wants to be here in New York. Tuto drops in with the $4.99 super sticker, super, super chat. Tuto back in the house. Guys, I know I remind you this every week. Uh, you probably get tired of it, but this is awesome stuff. Tuto, thank you so much. So, what this is is a way to support the channel. Obviously, our loyal followers already know. Uh, but super chats and super stickers, it's a way to spice up the chat, support what I'm doing here, support these, kind of reinforce for me that um, you know, this is something everyone's coming to every every week. And that um, and that to me, what I do is I take the super sticker if you have a question, if you have a comment, whatever it is. And it jumps right to the top of the feed and I answer and address it right away. And then I get right back into the queue. Um, You know, it livens it up and, um, and I love the support. I really appreciate it. Tudo, as you know, Tudo says massive salutes and respects to big boss, Pat and all diehard giants fans in America, happy new year and God blessings to everyone on Pat's show. Tudo can't thank you enough. Thank you so much. Uh, Tudo obviously along with everybody else here, one of our biggest supporters. Really appreciate it. All right. Let's. And Tuto, if you have any questions, you just drop them in and we'll get right to them. All right. We got Doug saying, Did Bobby Johnson also get the voucher? Oh, that's a good question, Doug. Um, nobody told me that. So I'm not sure. I think that's probably, uh, you know what? I don't know. I was going to say that's probably separate, but, you know, like Xavier McKinney got uh, Martindale and Dable Uh, those nike kobe grinch sneakers like the kind of pink and green ones so it's possible that extended but that was not articulated to me talked to some people today about it just to confirm and it was told it was all the starting offensive linemen and practice squad offensive linemen every offensive lineman on the roster starting backups active roster practice squad etc um luann says hi pat happy new year hey luann sorry all your predictions didn't come to pass although You did tell us they were going to win some games down the stretch. They won a few there. Um, Would be uh, excited to hear what you think is going to happen against the Eagles. Thanks for always being here, Luann. Hunter says, shows the type of guys. The four of them are pros, pro, giving that gift to the linemen, no doubt. He also says, I hope the Giants do the right thing with Saquon. If you can't get a deal done, let him hit the open market. I agree. Obviously, if the Giants let him hit the open market, then you say, well, why didn't you just trade him at the deadline. Right. So that would be, that would not reflect well on their process there. Um, But also they have shown that they're not ready to pay Saquon what he feels like he's owed. And, you know, let's be fair. I mean, the way the giants are positioned right now, they're a team that let's just say they give Saquon Barkley, whatever contract he wants. They still don't have the offensive line to get it done. They still don't have a quarterback situation figured out. They still don't have a number one wide receiver. They're still missing pieces on the interior, of the defensive line, pass rusher, another corner, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, um, you know, I don't think paying Saquon solves all the Giants' ills. And um, you know, frankly, like I said, the, my read on how he's acting and feeling is is like he would try. He would like to test the market as well. Um, Michael says, "Do you know what quarterback in the draft the Giants like?" Um. Not yet zeroed in on that. Um, We will be hunting that down in the upcoming weeks. Uh, I do think that given how highly they are picking, right? And so it's probably going to end up being fifth overall. Like we'll see where the dust settles after this weekend. It's probably going to be fifth. But you can't rule anyone out other than probably Caleb Williams at number one. Um, You know, you got Drake May, you got Jaden Daniels. Those are two names that jump out at you um and somebody on here one of you guys might have been michael uh, one of you guys was telling me you know months ago maybe that jaden daniels you thought was the best fit for this uh coaching staff and this offense so that'll be interesting to see but i am not uh plugged in directly yet to the exact details of who they're planning on taking just yet but we'll uh we'll get to that for sure i will say this to en- to answer your question michael to me, this sets up as a clear quarterback pick right now for me. Like, you know, people say, well, will they really good go quarterback? Like to me, I don't even have any question about it right now. Like I think, I think it's quarterback or bust for the Giants based on where they sit. And the fact that going into next season, like, you know, Shane and Dable is going to be pressure on them to really start turning this around. Getting a new quarterback maybe buys you some more time if he shows promise early. Um, you know, now it's not going to solve the team's problems next year. Right. Uh, but so they're really in a touch in a tricky predicament, but to me, quarterback makes a lot of sense to me right now. Um, there. Okay. Tudo checks in again with a $4 99 cent super sticker. He says, big boss, Pat, damn right. We've got a question boss. Um, when is Bobby Johnson Kafka and the special team coach, Going to get the hell out of here. Well, Monday might start uh, the process of finding out who's out of here. Um, You know, that's kind of an ongoing process right now of, you know, inching towards that date, Tuto. I do think, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if you see at least two out of three coordinator changes. Um, You know, I think that the Giants right now are a team that clearly there is disconnect there, Uh, there's been tension there. Throughout the season. And I think that um, on all three sides of the ball, they have to look very closely at whether there needs to be change. I mean, the offense, you know, the interesting thing about the offensive line, and listen, you give up the second most sacks all time, there's probably going to be change there, um, you know, in NFL history. And by the way, sacks as a team stat, they started tracking that stat in 1963. So when I say 83 sacks is second all time, I mean, since 1963, which is the year that they started tracking that statistic in the NFL, team sacks allowed. So it's 83 sacks allowed. You know, the only thing I would say in Bobby Johnson's defense is to me, the personnel this year wasn't good enough. Now, I'm th- that is not, that's not a, that's like a separate comment to whether he deserves to stay or go. Like, I just think, um, I just think the personnel wasn't good enough, you know, um, and I'm not sure anyone else would have done way better with the personnel they had this season at offensive line. Um, Also remember Brian Dable, Shea Tierney, Bobby Johnson. That's like the Buffalo crew, right? So it's possible Bobby ends up getting scapegoated or partially scapegoated along with others for what's going wrong with the offense. But remember, he's also a Dable guy, a Buffalo guy, uh, loyal to Dable. And so, you know, I'm not saying he's definitely staying. I'm just saying if he does, Don't be shocked because of that dynamic. Um, You know, feels to me like like there would be a change on special teams with McGahee, but we'll see about that. You know, I don't I don't you know, we'll see. Um, It really feels weird the way they've just taken part of the special teams out of his hands with the kickoffs. And he essentially said that the analytics team was making that decision. They took Paris Campbell out of the lineup, Um, you know, so that that one feels like turnover. Um, you know, and then you obviously have the reports of the tension with Martindale and, uh, and Dable as well as the futility of offense with, uh, Dable and Kafka. But I've said all along that I think there could be three coordinator changes. You know, I definitely think at least, you know, two out of three, there's a strong possibility. We'll see if all three, uh, but you know, two out of three sounds like the right number at the moment we will see. Um, but that's a really good question Tuto. You're getting to the heart of the matter and really what the, uh, what the story is, right? That's the biggest story right now is how much change is going to come down. Luann says, Pat, the Giants need to keep the team together. You win championships when the team stays together. Players, coaches, Saquon should be back. Shepard also. Luann, I agree with you on consistency, but I think you'll be disappointed with some of the names you threw out there about whether they should stay. Wouldn't surprise me if Sterling Shepard ended up staying as a part of the franchise, not as a player, right? Like working on staff, Um, you know, John Mara, uh, you know, admitted as much to me that that's something the organization would love to see. And I think that's personally why Shep has played so much ball this year is because he knows he's got a future in the organization. If he plays it right. Giants Chronicle says, here's the thing, Pat. I don't know if Saquon is as valuable to another team as he is to the Giants. I don't see him getting 10 million anywhere else. Watch this happen again. Saquon's agents are going to screw him. Well, he does have new agents representing him now than he did at the start last time. You know, the CAA team and their finance team uh, versus the Rock Nation team that he started with last time, you know, as the primary. So uh, that could go well. I do agree with you that he was more valuable to the Giants, you know, and as they're constituted than he would be to other hypothetical teams. I also, though, I think that he could get some security and some good money and also be on a way better team with a lot better prospects of how he's going to fare. The team's going to fare as he wants his legacy to continue to grow. And he wants to win because he he wants to win. I mean, he wants, he wants to win, you know, I mean, these, these guys like Saquon who are in the limelight all the time and they have big personalities and big games, like, you know, there is a star quality about, you know, how they walk into a room and everybody gravitates to them and talks to them and, they're viewed as bigger than the next guy and that kind of thing. But like Saquon cares a lot about winning and um, that's, that's part of the reason he's so frustrated right now here and that so many people are so frustrated right now here. So um I do, I, I agree with you that listen, the, the money he was looking for last year, right? The 16 and a half million a year and, or, you know, whatever, you know, 15, 16, you, you, those numbers that we were talking about and throwing out. I agree with you that especially coming off the way, listen, no one is going to trade off of this Giants offensive season in a positive way. I mean, it's just going to be very difficult to do if you're on this Giants offense and you're trying to go somewhere else and get paid, it's going to be difficult. Um, You know, maybe Tyrod sees some money because teams need quarterbacks, but even he has had his share of like ups and downs in these games where he's made some good plays, but then failed to close out. Um, You know, so I, I don't disagree with you about, you know, value here versus elsewhere necessarily, but I do think, he could get something that is fair enough for also going to a better team but we'll see we'll see what the giants are willing to offer him as well but if they're if they're going to offer him something that's similar you know on the lower scale then he and he's not confident that the team's going to win next year and he doesn't know what he's getting himself into you know that that could create a situation where they go both ways as well all right that's a good comment though chronicles Doug says, could you rank your confidence level that these are not with the Giants next year? Uh, Okay, not with the Giants. Um, I would say, not with the Giants. I would say, you know, so least likely to be back. I would probably say, I don't know. um, Let's go Wink, least likely. McGahey, second least likely. Bobby Johnson, third least likely. Mike Kafka uh, you know, I I don't know Uh, my, or, or it could be wink McGahey, Kafka, Bobby. Why don't we go that? Yeah, that makes sense. So wink least likely Bobby, most likely, but that's not to, I'm not saying the guys close to most likely to be back are going to be back. That's not what I'm saying, but you're just asking me on the confidence scale of who's going to stay and who's going to go. And that's where I stand right now. That's a good question. Um, Kenny G says, speaking of X, do you see him on this team next year? McKinney. I do think that, um, he has played well enough for the giants to want him back. The question is, do you sign him to a multi-year deal? Right. Because he's a good player and he's adorable player. Now I would love to see him get back to the turning the ball over playmaking, um, you know, interceptions, forcing turnovers, dynamic type stuff he was doing in, I think that was his, was that his second season? Um, but the year that he had the, the, the big year with, you know, kind of filling all the boxes and checking all the boxes, I would like to see him become that player again to be the guy that you're paying a, a huge chunk of change to, you know, to me, if you're not using the tag on Saquon, you're, you're using it maybe on McKinney rather than paying him on a long-term deal. But the other thing is that's a high salary, uh, salary cap hit on the franchise tag for safeties. And so that's a lot of money too. And you're trying to kind of shed cap space and spend it elsewhere. So maybe the move there is to sign him to a multi-year deal and then just push some money into the future. Um, but you know, his agent is David Muligeta who drives a hard bargain and usually gets top dollar for his guys. Um, You know, it'll be interesting to me whether the giants offer and those negotiations get to a place where McKinney is comfortable um, and where it's close enough to what he would see on the market for him to feel like he doesn't need to, to go test it. I do know that the safety market last year cratered. Right. And to me, McKinney is good, but like I said, he's not, like Buddha Baker right now, as far as like how he changes games and things like that. Uh, so to me, I think the short answer would be yes. I expect him back on a multi-year deal at this moment, but you know, I, I can't say that for sure because um, you know, like Mulligata represented Landon Collins when he went and got that super deal with Washington, and the Giants let him walk. And um, you know, I I'm just not I'm not sure. First of all, the, a lot of money to spend on the franchise tag for one year and then for a multi-year deal, that would be a lot too. So I think if they can find a middle ground, yes, um, he definitely has proven that he's worthy of coming back. I would say that. But you know like I said, you know strong a uh, strong agent who's going to try to get him to the market if he can, if the giants aren't going to come up to the number that he believes or knows that he can get. Luann says big blue uh Luann says Giants will be the Eagles, beat the Eagles on Sunday. Whoa! No surprise Luann is optimistic and confident, but we always love it here on the Talking Ball uh, Giants QA podcast with Pat Leonard. Um love doing these on Thursdays. Uh you notice I don't have my screwball today. I got got a little water here trying to be good, you know, some New Year's resolutions, um, you know, getting fit before we go out on the road on the combine and the uh, owners' meetings and all that hitting that circuit. So we'll see how long it lasts. All right, let's see. Chronicles says, so tell me Shane is going to spend big in free agency and build for the rookie quarterback. We have uh, coming in so we can win. Well, you know, listen, this year, whatever money Joe Shane has, like let's just say hypothetically, like we think that they're going to draft a quarterback in the first round, then there's going to be no reason to do anything but go for broke. If you're Joe Shane and Brian Dable, like this is the year, this is the year we're coming off this past season. You know, you got to figure it out. Like I know they went to the playoffs last year. I know Brian Dable won Coach of the Year. You know, um, but Wing Martindale run won like the Assistant Coach of the Year award too. And so, you know, then then so what do you know? In November, there's a report from Jay Glazer that there's tension between those guys. It's not sustainable. It might not even last to the end of the season right? So things can change quickly. And so, you know, I think when you talk about where the giants stand as a team and as an organization, as a franchise and what they would be trying to accomplish going into 2024, you know, John Mara, Steve Tish, like we know, I mean, they're tired of firing people after two years. And so that's going to play into as long, along with the playoff birth last year, kind of buying these guys some time for sure. But, you know, Shane's going to have no reason to like withhold money. Right. So, what he can spend in free agency, he will spend. There's no question about that. Uh, Hunter says, I love Saquon. If we don't pay him, I hope he goes to a team with a great line and watch him eat. Yeah, I honestly, Hunter, I also think, and this is to uh, Chronicle's point earlier, I think Saquon, you know, he probably wouldn't agree with this because obviously he thinks he's the number one back, and, you know, he is a big-time, he, he can be a big-time game-changer, but I think he would benefit from going to a place where he could be, like, part of a two-headed monster, you know, Like, you know, look at the Lions with Montgomery and Gibbs. Like imagine Saquon being part of a backfield where he could carry the ball 12 times, catch the ball five or six times, and then stay fresh throughout the season as he's working it with that other running back. So then that team goes to the playoffs and now he's ready to make those big plays in the biggest moments and take his career to the next level and hopefully win that championship, right? Like that's how I see him fitting in. And to Chronicles' point, What is that worth though, right? You're not paying that player necessarily what you would be paying the back who's going to be your bell cow. So that's kind of the interesting balance that Saquon will have to judge there. Wow. Looks like Tuto drops another super sticker. That's three in a row from Tuto. Man, someone's got to jump in and and follow Tuto's lead here because he is crushing it. Obviously, one of our biggest supporters. He says, Pat, please suit us up in Giants colors. I'll play as the pass rush you've never seen before and your entire career, also team captain, and I'll promise you championships. We love it, Tuto. Speaking of that, would love to see Kayvon Thibodeau go out on a high note in this Eagles game. He has, uh, I think, what is it, 11 and a half sacks, obviously produced there, but been really quiet these last three games. Would love to see him um, kind of get back on a high note going into the offseason, because he really hasn't um, made enough of an impact, and as much of an impact recently as he did much of most of the year. All right, uh, let's see. Bill Hartnett says, "Other than, other than missing all those things, we look great, right? Yeah, run, running down the roster exactly, and th- th- that's how you have to be, though. Like if you're Joe Shane, you got to be brutally honest with it. And I know, you know, I will, I will give Joe this. Like he is that. Like I, you know, I think, um, I think, I don't think Shane tricks himself into thinking his team is something other than it is, right?" Um, I think that Joe Shane is pretty realistic about what the, what the giants are. I think he works hard to, you know, publicly portray things as sometimes as, as being different from what they actually are. Um, and I think that he didn't necessarily take full accountability for the offensive line when we talked about it at the bye week uh, when obviously that was a train that's been a train wreck. Um, but I do think that he sees what you and I are talking about right now, about how many gaps there are to fill. There were a lot of gaps to fill when he got here. There's no doubt about it, but that's not an excuse two years down the road, especially when you've made things worse um, in different spots, especially on the line. Luann says, I want Daniel Jones and Saquon to stay together and get a stud wide receiver like Justin Jefferson. Hey man, that'd be nice. (laughs) Uh, Hunter says, what's your opinion on Michael Penix? I know the injury history. Where do you think he lands? Pick wise, great question. And that's going to be eye of the beholder injury stuff. I mean, a team like the Giants that struggles to keep guys healthy as it is taking that risk that high. I mean, you know, that would be a lot. Um, he's also older. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be the kind of player who probably slips a little bit because of that injury history. And by slips, I mean, like, you know, if he's good enough to go number one or two, but he goes, you know, seven or 17 or, you know, something like that. Right. Um, but it's certainly something to be concerned about. I think two ACLs, Um, long injury history through his college career. And like I said, been in college a while. So not exactly, um, you know, the youngest player. So when you're drafting older guys, you're drafting somebody closer to what they're going to be, right? Like it's not easy to project, but if you get a 21 year old or 22 year old, whatever, and you're projecting him out to what he's going to be on 27, he's still growing, he's still developing. But think about John Michael Schmitz, for example, you draft him as a center now, the good thing is he's closer to ready versus other linemen you're bringing out of college. And then the other thing you have to remember, though, is he's been in college, what was it was six years, I think it was, and his body's still growing and developing. There's no doubt about it. But you with a player like that, you're also getting somebody closer to the you know finished product. Finished is not the right word, but you know what I mean. It's just somebody who has been playing a lot of football and is now closer to what they're going to be. Um, let's see. Luann says, Wink needs to stay. Players love him. If he's gone, that can upset the team for next year. I agree. Um, especially because that's been the best side of the ball and the only really, you know, encouraging side of the ball this season. Um, Hunter says Shepard should be the wide receiver coach. That's interesting. I'm not calling him CMC, but you put Saquon in an elite system. He's going to go absolutely crazy. That would be fun to watch. Uh Phil, Playboy Phil says, I've been saying for two years we're getting Caleb Williams. I'm calling it now the Giants will either tag and trade Saquon or acts as a bargaining chip and 2025 first and 2024 second for the number one pick. Phil, I would that would be amazing. That would be crazy. Uh that would certainly add a ton of juice to this season and this year. Um, I wouldn't put it past Joe Shane to make a move, but I would just caution you with this the giants roster needs those draft picks, you know? So I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not, I, I love your, I love the, um, the situation in the scenario you just painted and it's certainly possible. Like I don't shake my head and say, there's no way that happens. But I think one thing that Joe Shane's going to be thinking about throughout this process, while he entertains those scenarios is also, Having draft picks available to continue to stack and stock the roster at other key positions to make sure the team's good enough next year that they're competitive and um, that they don't get run off the field forty to nothing in the first week against the Cowboys and things like that. So that's going to have to be a balance. But I love where your head's at. I do think thinking outside the box and thinking about those things. You know, listen, the uh, desperation might not be the word, but the Giants are going to be all in, in my opinion. On finding the guy, finding the right guy. And if you think you found the right guy, you got to go and get him. So I do think you have to entertain those ideas. And I think that's a great contribution to the live chat here. Um, Guys, remember, if you want to chat or a comment or a question elevated to the top of the chat, you can pay for a super sticker or a super chat, help support the podcast, help support what we're doing here on the YouTube page. And, um, you know, gets me right to your question right away. You jump the queue. Um, and remember while we're here, you know, the podcast is on wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, uh, overcast, you know, wherever you listen, you can get it. The talking ball with Pat Leonard podcast. If you missed all of this, we'll be posting the full version on the podcast, um, you know, feed on the audio feed and, Uh, Remember, you can follow me on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, at PL on NFL. If you don't follow, hit those subscribe buttons, hit those like buttons now, the thumbs up, whatever you can right now, because that engagement also, if you're enjoying your time here, helps YouTube kind of push it to everybody else, gets more engagement, gets more people here. Giants fans get it recommended to them while they're watching other videos about the team and they come and join us. So thanks for all your support. Uh, Let's see. Phil says, You can't leave to chance Washington to steal Drake, May, or Williams Yeah, No, and I agree. If you find your guy and you know who your guy is in this draft, like you you go get him. Uh, You just have to be careful about what you give up because of what the rest of the team looks like it needs. Chronicle says, I don't think Saquon is as much of a superstar elsewhere as he is here. I think he's better staying in the big market in New York than just being a running back elsewhere. Yeah, except the team keeps losing and uh, isn't good enough. They can't run the ball. The offensive line isn't built up. They don't have a quarterback uh, that you can count on to be sustainable for the future. I mean, right. So like these are all things that you you make a great point, Chronicles, but just I'm playing devil's advocate here. Doug says, Do you believe that Jay Glazer report came from Wink's camp? And is the frustration between Wink and Dable football related or more personal relationship, including with the players? Um, I don't know where Jay Glazer's report came from. Um The frustration, is it football related or personal? We actually asked Martindale about that. Um, You know, he said all of this is about football. Like when he was asked about like the emotional part of it, he said it's all about football and really connected it to the fact that the team is losing. Um, I think he and Joe Shane both said something along the lines of like, nothing's changed, it's just that we're losing. Um, And I think the tension has come from, you know, from that and the dynamic that goes along with, you know, when people start feeling pressure uh, due to that losing. So that's the best thing I could say there. Uh, Let's see. Luann says, we need to pay McKinney. We need to keep Simmons. And Doug, by the way, um, you know, as we get into next week and whether news happens or not or who stays and who goes and where this all falls, uh, this will obviously be a topic worth talking about more and asking more about as we go along with the coordinator situation, the Martindale situation, et cetera. Luann says we need to keep, uh, pay McKinney and keep Simmons. We need to keep the defense together. They won two Super Bowls because the team stayed together. Coaches too. Um, you know, you're right. Consistency and continuity are good. It's just a question of whether keeping a dynamic together is the right thing if it's not working. Right. And so there are elements of the defense that are working for sure. Uh, the run defense needs to improve. Martindale said that himself. Uh, Simmons, I do think has been a bright spot, um, but does he is he a bright spot for the Giants or a bright spot in the Martindale kind of versatile scheme, right? And so if Martindale stays, then I agree with you that Simmons is a good fit. If Martindale doesn't stay, then I don't necessarily think Simmons will definitely just like plug and play in somebody else's system. So I think that would be a factor there. But like I said, I do agree. McKinney has helped himself down the stretch. Uh, Daz Merchant says, I think it's important to secure Barkley, not because of his running the ball. But his pass-blocking protection, there's still plenty of uncertainty with protection on our quarterback, so keeping him there feels safe. Daz, all due respect, that is not something that Saquon does very well. Uh, He's worked hard at it. He does it at times, but he's not particularly good at it. It's not like one of his strongest suits. In fact, um, I do believe that's one of the reasons that he comes out on third downs often. Hunter says, I agree with you on that too, Pat Barkley, and a dual running back system. Keep him fresh. I think our defense has a lot of good building blocks. I think that's decently close to being really, really good. Michael says if we lose Barkley, who the hell will be our running back? That's a good question. That's a good question, Michael. In fact, I was looking at the um the Giants offensive touches this season. So check this out. So all right, New York Giants. Hold on. I was looking at this. I gotta, I gotta bring up this staff for you because it's staggering because I was. Writing about Barkley yesterday. And I was thinking to myself the exact same question you thought. I said, Well, when Barkley leaves, you know, who takes up the mantle, who becomes the focus of the offense, and, you know, what does it look like this year, right? And so let's see. This guy has 268 touches this year, right? So Saquon Barkley has 268 touches this season. Who do you think is second, and how many touches does he have? You guys, tell me, tell me your answer at the bottom, and I'll jump down to it. But we'll get back to that. Michael um, Chronicle says Giants need to live by the Joe Shane motto this off season, scare money, don't make money. We need a superstar edge um, and a wide receiver one, which we have needed for years. Yep, team needs both of those things. Michael says, Are you concerned that any of these quarterbacks in the draft can handle? playing in New York and playing in the cold weather I think it's certainly a factor um you know how does your ball look how how strong is it coming out of uh out of your hand you know your is the ball whistling uh, are you accurate are you able have you been able to succeed in elements or really too like I'm a big believer in the I know the it factor is not something you can quantify but you know like Jalen hurts you know some people didn't really grasp his like intangibles during the draft process when he fell to the second round. And obviously you have to have the physical skill set along with it. But I do think that's as important as anything when you come to New York and you're a quarterback drafted in New York. So yes, it's the ability to play in cold weather and to thrive here. It's also the ability to thrive here from a standpoint of being off the field and how you manage yourself and carry yourself and how the team responds to you really like how the players and your teammates respond to you. Hunter drops in with the right answer. It is Matt Breda is second in offensive touches. So it's 268 for Saquon, and then it's 72 for Matt Breda. So that's one two. So to answer your question, Michael, who would be our running back? The answer is, you know, you have Eric Gray on the roster and then probably somebody else in the draft or like a cheaper veteran that they would sign. It's a really good question um, that we don't have to that we don't have answered right now. Luann says Shepard should have more playing time. He's a good receiver, just doesn't get the ball. Very strange that he's always active and never plays, isn't it? I don't get it. H5000 says, I'm all for taking a quarterback in the top five, assuming they can function competently behind our atrocious O-line. Otherwise, no way. I agree. I agree. But that's the thing. So if you're Joe Shane and Brian Dable and you're going into a third season where you really need to start putting it all together and you need to compete and you need to win some games and you need to beat the Eagles and Cowboys for once – do you draft an offensive lineman there and use your second and third round pick on another O lineman and a or, or, or your two second round picks on another O lineman and a receiver and hope Daniel Jones gets healthy, stays healthy, and takes another step? Or do you draft that young quarterback and try to buy some time for yourself while also trying to put together through free agency and the rest of the draft, um, you know, a competitive enough team that the Mara's and the Tishes can kind of see the vision, right? Those are the two kind of decisions you have to make there. It's not an easy call. Um, To me, though, um, Daniel's neck injuries concern me. Like, they just concern me. Like, I think, and especially, you know, listen, Joe Shane took this job seeing a rebuild where there was a chance to draft a quarterback, and now he's going to have a chance to do it. And unless he doesn't like any of these QBs, I think he's going to draft one. Let's see. Oh, so Michael was asking, yeah, am I concerned? Oh, am I concerned about any of those quarterbacks um, being able to throw in the cold? Uh, need to do a deeper dive on those guys. Um, am I Honestly, in the next two weeks, going to have a lot of conversations with people about that kind of stuff. Um, all right, you get into the draft season. All right. Um Jim says, hey, Pat, have you reviewed the PFF stats on kvon I heard a podcast where he was ranked near the top in sacks in every other category that PFF evaluates linebackers. Have you reviewed the stats and opinion he ranked in bo- Oh, so you're saying he ranked near top in sacks, but in the bottom 10% of all the other categories. I think that's what you're saying. Um, that does not surprise me, Jim, that I did not review all of those stats, but Um, that was what we were talking about earlier was the fact that I really think I'd love to see him kind of go out on a high note here because the last several weeks have not been good. He has not been a factor, obviously has made some big splash plays this season. Uh, but concerning that there's been a disappearing act in some of these games as well, especially recently down the stretch. Uh, thanks for providing those stats to support kind of the observations that we've been talking about. Um, that's helpful and i think jim the the question about like what does that mean is uh, like it's funny last year i felt like cavon's edge setting run defense um and and everything was the better part of his game and then he wasn't you know getting to the quarterback enough wasn't finishing enough right this year it's like he finished more at the quarterback but the rest of his game um, was not what it was last year is, is how the best way I could put it. So I think he's got to put both together. Uh, let's see. Hunter says, Pat, if you get a chance to watch and scout running backs watch for Dylan Lobb out of New Hampshire, he's projected as a fifth round pick. I think he could climb. Thank you, Hunter. I will write his name down right now. So let's see Dylan Lobb from UNH fifth rounder. Look at Hunter, get me, get me started on my draft prep. Love it. Um, Chronicles with a great question. What is it like covering Jihad Ward? Uh, Man, it's an adventure. This season was a little disappointing. Um, Once he went off on Aaron Rodgers and the Jets in the preseason, someone from the Giants shut him down. Um, You know, that coupled with all the attention he got from that, you know, he kind of um, secluded himself and, didn't really talk for a while in the locker room. Kind of was a, a huge loss for the media in that regard. Eventually, reemerged with his uh, shiny personality and his loud boombox. Um, you know, I, I love dealing with Hadi. Uh, Hadi, if you guys didn't check it out already, I did a story for the Daily News website uh, a day or two ago about some of the incentives that these players are playing for in Week 18. And Jihad Ward is a guy who actually can earn realistically can earn an extra 500k. In the Giants finale against the Eagles, if he ups his snap percentage a bit, and if he gets one more sack. So it'd be 250K for the one, 250K for the other. Uh, so that's something to watch out for. After the chat, go check the story out on the Daily News website. Um, you know, there's Darius Slayton, Ashawn Robinson, um, Jihad Ward, and uh, I think Matt Breda all have different um, incentives that they can hit. Let's see. The reason I made that analogy, Phil says, because if Washington is number two, you can't leave to chance Washington possibly stealing your guy. No, yeah, for sure. No, you're, you're, uh, you make a good point, Phil. I, I get it. Um, and I think what the way you're thinking is the way people have to think, right? Like, especially if you're a general manager, you have to go through all those permutations. So that's why there's always the game of trying to figure out what other teams are doing because you want to see like who's still going to be on the board. Which teams are going to trade out. So who's going to try to trade over you? Like there's it's all of that. But you're absolutely right. In division, too. That's another factor. That's a really good point. Um, oh, D- Doug had guessed that Wandale was second in touches. I think he is third, Doug. So that's a good guess. Yeah, so it's uh 268 for Saquon, Matt Breda 72 offensive touches, Wandale 64, Darren Waller, 47, Darius Slayton 45, and Daniel Jones 40. Uh, let's see. Hunter says, I just looked it up to much higher end running backs. AJ Dillon is a free agent. I wouldn't mind him on a decent deal Yeah, but not, not a number one, like handle a full workload, um, you know, pass catching all the time. Guy Kyle Gada says with the current circumstances, Saquon needs to walk this franchise paid Daniel last year. And we are now talking about drafting a quarterback, paying a running back. Even Saquon is not an option. Kyle, I, you know, I agree with that. I think, uh, you make a really good point. You know, the giants made their bed and, um, you know, uh, like I said earlier, I do think that, um, you know, I think it was Luann or somebody asked me earlier whether it would be Daniel Jones and Saquon, uh, back next season. And actually said this on Pat Callahan's show too on, on YouTube. We did one earlier. Um, and, you know, I just don't see Saquon. If I, if I had to make a call right now, I would think Saquon would be playing elsewhere, not here. Um, and you, that's a great comment, Kyle and Kyle, thank you for that contribution too. That's a really intelligent, um, informed comment. And, um, you know, that's a really good contribution to the chat. I really do appreciate it. Um, you know, hope you keep joining us on these and, you you know, this was, uh, this is informative and I'm trying to bring information to you guys, but also like comments like that, contributions like that really add to the conversation because it really lays it all out. And sometimes here I am telling you what I, what I know, and I'm trying to lay it all out for you guys too, but that's as well said as it could be. So nice, nice work, Kyle. All right. Chronicle says Slayton, uh, Slayton Hodgins or, oh, H- Slayton Higgins or Pittman, Hyatt and Wandale, for a wide receiver core yeah i mean you know i uh they need a number one so you got to go get a number one i totally agree chronicles think says think we cut waller for cat money seems like a waste of money he's always injured in his hammies or quads that's definitely something to examine in the offseason uh certainly hasn't worked out do you think dable makes it an emphasis to give players the chance to reach their incentives like giving ward the majority of snaps says doug i think uh that would probably go to the play callers, right? I mean, you know, maybe Dave Hall as well, but you have like Kafka on offense and, you know, even up to Joe Shane, frankly, you know, with player usage, like if Matt Breda has to play a lot to get an incentive to Saquon Barkley play less, so that happens. And then how did Joe Shane and Brian Dable make the game plan around that? And certainly you got to think that, you know, Wink Martindale would try to turn Jihad Ward loose. And, uh, and that, you know, that if they think, if they know about that, um if Brian Dable knows about that and Wink Martindale knows about it you have to think that they would try to scheme up something to get him that sack so that's something to watch out for for sure um what was your opinion on the whole pro bowl voting glad dexter made it but mad bobby didn't make it over bobby wagner yeah hunter you know i think uh, okerake i talked to him about it today you know i basically you, you got to leave no doubt obviously there's still the all pro voting coming out we'll see how it comes out there maybe he ends up making um, you know, one of the team all pro teams, which of course, even though Pro Bowl vote, voting um is you know counts, is is not as important as the all pro. All pro is the one that stands out and is the real list. Um, so we'll see about that. But, you know, Bobby understands and players understand. If your team doesn't win, it's hard to get on those lists. It's hard, you know, and and um as well as he's played, um, you know, he didn't leave no doubt about it. And so he's gonna work hard. But I agree, you know, I think It's hard to have a season like that and not get that recognition. Um, Yeah, you'd rather be all pro. All pro is the one that counts more. Um, Although Bobby had a $500,000 bonus in uh, his contract if he made the Pro Bowl in the original ballot. So that's the real kicker there and the one that hurts. He would have made a half a million dollars extra if he had made the Pro Bowl and he didn't. Chronicle says, if you talked to sources about Barkley in the front office or the Giants? Uh, yeah, no, I know how they think about Barkley. I can't tell you at this moment whether, you know, I would, I find it hard to believe that mess that meeting would just go as like, Hey, take a walk. Right. Like I think, I think there would be a conversation about where they see his value, where they see him fitting and where he sees it as well. It's possible the conversation would end with, wow, we're nowhere close and let's just move in a different direction or let's revisit as we get closer to March and see where we go. Like, you know, John Mara feels strongly about Saquon Barkley. The giants organization feels strongly about Saquon Barkley. Um, they understand that as a leader of the team, as a face of the franchise and all that um, you know, if he goes, who replaces him there, all those things um, you know, they feel highly, they feel, you know, they love him as a person as a person in their organization. Uh, But clearly with Joe Shane running the show, especially there's only so far they're going to go. And um, as Kyle pointed out, you know, there's just certain ways that you can't build a team if you're trying to turn things around. So I think all the factors are going to lead to him being on another team next season, but um, you know, we'll see how it goes on Monday. Um, Let's see. Okay. A couple more questions and we're going to wrap up. This has been an awesome return to the Thursday night Q and a, Doug says, are you or Kayvon aware of the fifth year option increase for players within their first three years of experience that make the Pro Bowl? I think it's like a $5 million increase on the fifth year option. Interesting. No, I did not know about that. Um, so you're saying if the guy makes it only once in his first three years that it ups his fifth year money? Is that what you're saying? Interesting. Um, well, Kevon's only a third alternate though. So he's not a pro bowler, but, uh, that's interesting. Um, Hunter says, so if he was to make it as an injury, uh, replacement player, he won't get to five K 500 K. No, but Bob, if Bobby makes it as a replacement player, he will not make that $500,000 bonus. It had to be on the original ballot. Um, Chronicle says, I just think Saquon is more valuable to the giants than anyone else. Yep. Nope. That's fair. Um, just a question of what kind of team they're going to be able to build next year. Um, okay. Doug says you can find it on over the cap. I will look into that guys. You guys have been awesome as always Tudo. Thank you so much for the super stickers and the super chats. Thank you for the engagement. Um, we're going to keep these rolling in the off season. I know, uh, Joe, one of our loyal followers was here. One of the last times was saying that he wants, he wants to see more. He thinks fans will want to see more of these. So I want to keep them regular, especially in the offseason, tell you guys what I'm hearing, things like that nugget about Daniel Jones and the quarterbacks and Saquon Barkley buying those $5,000 uh, apiece travel vouchers for the offensive linemen on the active and practice squad roster for Christmas and on and on about news and notes and nuggets coming out. Um, promise you I'll have a lot for you. Post-game, Giants, Eagles on Sunday, I'll have even more for you on Monday at breakup day and on we go. Uh, we might even have to have an emergency live Q&A depending on what goes down next week. But stay right here on the YouTube page, um, on Twitter for news breaking, on Instagram as well. It's NYDN on Twitter, at PL on NFL, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and NYDailyNews.com and the Talking Ball podcast with Pat Leonard. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, really appreciate it. And let's see, we'll go out on this. Chronicle says it's been real. Hunter says, thanks again, Pat. See you Sunday. Appreciate it. Tudo with the flex live from the combine. Chronicle says, yeah, let's do it. Let's go live from the combine in February. Why not? Hunter says I'd be interested anytime in live interactions. Kyle says first time look forward to tuning in in the future. Kyle, thanks. Thanks for being here. And I hope you come back because that was a, that was a great contribution. And, um, we love it here. Look at Doug digging in, into the CBA, Article 7, Section 7G. Look at this legend. Wow. Love it. Love it. Look at us doing like a group project here, huh? <laughs> Guys, we are brought to you by Bet Online and also by Estate 98 Coffee, Esencia de Cafe from El Salvador. Um, dates back to 1798 at Estate 98 Coffee. And again, this is Pat Leonard signing off. Thanks so much. See you next time.